This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Thought-provoking conversations with Lirato Mbele. 9 a.m. to midday. And the time is 10.38. We press on. Thank you very much to the news teams. As we do on a Monday, in this election year, we go behind the party line. An opportunity just to find out a little bit more about the political organizations contesting the elections. Now, we know that in terms of registrations, we're talking at about nearly 330, even more parties that have signed up. So, no, we're not going to have an opportunity to speak to 330. But we do want to speak to the ones who are most likely going to garner the necessary signatures to make it onto the national ballot paper and just to find out what they represent uh, beyond the headlines. And so today we go behind the party line with Umkonto Wesizwe and we are joined by Ntlamolo Ndlela, the spokesperson of the MK party. Good morning. Good morning, Loretta. How are you? And Fine, good thank you. Listeners. Fine, thank you. So let me just tell you my, I'm going to read to you my preamble and then you can tell me whether you think it's absolutely fantastical rubbish or what (laughs) okay so so i wanted to say a party that's less than six months old born into fractured circumstances with an umbilical cord tied to the womb of the anc but its lineage not entirely clear and despite questions being raised about their pedigree pundits believe that the mk party is really the one to watch. Commentators say the MK party, bolstered by the endorsement of the former ANC president Jacob Zuma, could be the political party that causes the most upset in the upcoming elections. Fair or unfair representation? Quasi-fair. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Quasi-fair. Okay, a little bit of truth. Okay, but not entirely. Why? Not entirely. N- not entirely, Arato, um, in a sense that MK... Uh, party that is not uh, or not is tied uh, you know, to the ANC by an umbilical court. Okay. In any way. We, we, we ANC has by you know, its nature um, you know, and the leaders thereof under the civil of the ANC they have ab- aborted the ideology and they now like the consciousness to deliver that ideology because of the fact that they are captured by white monopoly capital. So they don't have a conscience anymore. MK Party is a party that believes in liberating the people and that has the ideology and is going to deliver on that ideology because they have a conscience. That's the difference. So that's the first point. Mm-hmm. Are we garnering the support? Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. And I think this is exactly what has created a lot of fear within the ANC and other parties who, by the way, let's be honest, have been given an opportunity but not delivered. Mm-hmm. We, on the other end, stand for exactly that delivery in the sense that we see what is happening in this country and we cannot allow it to perpetuate. So, we had to come up with a solution. And MK Party is that solution. Okay. So back to 
my little preamble when I said, you know, you have your lineage in the ANC. Everything you've just said here spoke about the current ANC uh, in its current formation, straying from the core values of the, you know, of the ANC of old. So really and truly, you draw your DNA from the ANC, which is, I think, something that's really confusing people. Are you an ANC uh, uh, offshoot? Are you independent? Uh, Would you ever become ANC if there was a leadership shift within the ANC? Where exactly do you stand? Because it's almost like one foot in, one foot out. Mm. Okay, maybe let's, let's, let's refer back to history. When the ANC was started, and, and let's, let me understand what, what has happened here, and maybe let's give some clarity on this. When the ANC was formed in 1912, the ANC was formed by the natives mm. and traditional leaders. And then a mandate was given to effectively, you know, educated and politicians to deliver mm-hmm. uh, on that mandate. And the mandate was that based on the so-called constitution at that point, especially as it pertains to land, they couldn't deliver on that mandate because the apartheid government at that point played jacket with them. Mm-hmm. They disbanded the ANC. So because the tabletop negotiations having failed, what then transpired is that they then decided, and citizens and patriotic citizens in this case, including the politicians, decided that they were going to form Mkonto Wesizu, which was to then take back the country by way of force, which was then the military wing of the ANC mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, remember, the ANC when it was formed, it was only for natives and blacks. Mukondo was for patriotic South Africans who then swore an oath to fight back and win back the country by way of the bullet. So that's why you'd find that Mukondo at that point in time had the likes of Joe Slovo, who was a white uh, soldier, um, and then various other uh, uh, members of, of, mm-hmm. of, of, our, of, our, of the community and, and, and citizens. And that's why I make it, you know, I have to distinguish between being a member and swearing an oath. That is extremely important to understand. Okay. So, in this day, right? in this day that we find ourselves, this ANC of Sudan Apostle has been captured by White Molabi Capital. It's a fact. Okay. So, so you know, so, uh, I, I understand so yes, what you're saying. So you this say, is about this is about going, you know, having loyalty to the core values of the ANC, the historical project of development and transformation, um, the project of creating a broad-based inclusive society, but fundamentally that empowers uh, the, you know, original inhabitants of the land. I get it all. I understand. What we just need to establish is: Do you have an identity outside of the faction? issues inside of the ANC, outside of the, the, the battle of the egos of President Ramaphosa and President Zuma, would there be an, a, an MK outside of that context? Oh, absolutely. There would. Okay. Because the, the reality is the following. Um, as I mentioned, uh, when we compare conscious, consciousness versus the ideology, mm-hmm. People have lost the conscience, consciousness that is required and that's needed 
because of the fact that they are captured. Okay. People don't care anymore whether there is light. People don't care anymore whether there's 27 meters a day. People don't care anymore that 2.8 million people live in sheds. Mm-hmm. People don't care that there is water shedding. Okay. Of so- course, when the government of a specific party doesn't deliver, then people must stand up who are patriotic to ensure that we change the status quo. Okay. And it's exactly what's happening here. How do you respond to people who say, actually, the progenitor of the problem South Africa has today is actually President Jacob Zuma, who's one of the biggest supporters of the MK party, that actually the tabulation of the corruption that began when he took over in 2009, one trillion rands siphoned out of the economy, is the money that could have been used to build schools, hospitals, fix roads, fix the infrastructure. So President Ramaphosa, surely, yes, he's presiding over a fairly negative economic era in South Africa, but it precedes him. It actually started with the gentleman who is the biggest uh, supporter of MK. And today you talk about values, but actually the corrosion of the values began under the Zuma administration. No, that's not true, Loretta. President Zuma delivered two universities. President Zuma, during his term, built hospitals, clinics, um, in, in the outskirts of Limpopo, including police stations that are not functioning today under the Zuma Maposa government. President Zuma delivered an ESCOM and left an ESCOM that worked, that had electricity. When President Zuma was in office, he had an SAA that was not so. When President Zuma left office, we had a real network that brought in revenue to this country and that didn't leave us with a 6% deficit of 330 billion rand. That's under President Zuma. When President Zuma was president, we never had black professionals that were sidelined. Today, lawyers, right, through the state attorney's office and who get work from the state attorney's office, their money, in terms of their rate, has now been brought down by 1,500 rand. When President Zuma left office, we had free education, not these issues that we're faced with right now with Nesta. That is President Zuma for you. What has uh, 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 Zuma delivered? Instead, he outsources transnet to Bedbed. The ports are not working. How do we expect to bring in revenue into this economy? You talk about the economy. Well, this economy is not vibrant because the railway infrastructure isn't working. There is no electricity. That is why you cannot have, this is exactly what we, call, we actually call, this is treason, actually. It's treasonous what President Tsoe uh, uh, Mapoza is doing. By everything that he's doing, is selling our state on uh, uh, state assets. Who has he consulted? Who has he, these are, these are assets, these are our assets mm-hmm. as South Africans. Okay. He but, can't be giving instructions to certain ministers to go and just sell our assets without us. It cannot be. We need to have a say in these kind of things. So we find ourselves in this situation because of individuals who, quite honestly, are mm-hmm. nonchalant. Do you know that, by the way, Lerato, President uh, mm-hmm. he has never slept one night in the national building, in, his, in, his, in, in, in the, the state president's house. He's running this country from his own house in Hyde Park. And what's the problem with that? The problem is that this is a side job. This, quite honestly, is a side hustle. You can't be. Which, which are, this is why you can't be waking up comfortably from your own house and say you're going to run a country. It can't be. Do you, let's for example, when you wake up, you're working at Power FM. Are you currently at your house, interviewing me from your house? No. I think what would be more important is whether I'm able to do the job. The fact of the matter is you're the state president. 
No, I think we digress and here. There's certain, protocol, there's certain protocol that we need to follow. Okay, there's th- a reason why you have to run government from the White House. Okay. I think we digress on this particular one, uh, but let's move on. So uh, just finally on this one, what do you make of uh, allegations that have emerged from the state of capture uh, inquiry and the five volumes of the reports written by Justice uh, Zondo, which really and truly puts President Jacob Zuma, the Guptas and uh, Jacob Zuma loyalists at the center of a major project of squandering value from the South African economy? I mean, this narrative of the Guptas, can we quite honestly get off, get off that horse? I mean, everyone wants to talk about the Guptas when it comes to President Zuma. The Guptas were close to President Mbeki. Have you ever heard anyone speak about that? The Guptas were close to President Mandela. Have you heard anyone speak about that? No. The Guptas, let's talk about the Guptas. Okay, let's engage on the Guptas. No, let's engage on the issue of corrosion no, 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 of value the from Guptas. the South African economy. No, that is what the report says. Let's refer to the Guptas, because this is a narrative that continues. You mm-hmm. brought the Guptas, let's talk about it. Yeah. The Guptas, by the way, they only had 3% of the ESCOM contract. Why was it a problem when there's been white companies for, that have that got evergreen contracts till today mm-hmm. that, are contribu- that, that are actually um, you know, delivering close to 92% on 90% of the contract that ESCOM for coal? Mm-hmm. Do you ever hear, do you ever, why don't you ever mention Glencore? Mm-hmm. That it's always, all these years has been delivering coal. Why do, and by the way, above the 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 the, 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 the national regu, uh, energy regulator fee or the tariffs, double that amount. So if you want to bring that discussion, then we can go into that discussion. But yeah. I find it strange that you know people don't actually refer to that. Mm-hmm. What happened to the five billion that di- that disappeared into a company owned by a white young man mm-hmm. a couple of years ago? Do you ever talk about that? Mm-hmm. But no, you want to focus on the Guptas who had three percent. No, I, I, I'm just focusing on what on what legal on what I'm just focusing on what a legal report says is the squandering of the value of the South African economy correct, under the tenure of President Jacob Zuma, who today yes, is telling us that he can do better than what evidence shows us he's done. I, that's all I just want us to answer. Lerato, there's a lot of propaganda behind a lot of things that are happening. That's exactly why you'll never see the things that I've mentioned being mm-hmm. surfaced. Okay. So what I'm saying is that a lot of these agendas are funded by the same individuals who have got a lot of money and a lot of power. That's right. a fact. Okay. To drive a specific narrative. Okay. Let's go back to Umkonto Wesizwa and the election this year. So can we get some clarification on electoral rules? So President Zuma has been very... Um, unequivocal in saying he he remains a loyal member of the ANC, a disciplined member of the ANC. However, having not been heard, especially when he's attended elective conferences, having not been uh, given an opportunity to raise the concerns he has with the current ANC leadership, he feels that he's better heard in an Umkonto Wesizwe uh, party. But he remains a member of the ANC, but he will campaign for Umkonte with Sizwe, which is also something that is unsettling for many people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he remains an ANC member, but he's supporting the values of Umkonto <laughs> with Sizwe. Yeah. He is not the leader of Umkonto with Sizwe. 
technically, he's not eligible to run. His face, however, may appear on the ballot paper. How does this all work in terms of election? When you say he's not eligible to run, well, I have to respond to you in context. What do you mean? Uh, we're told that he's not eligible to run as an MK leader right. because of... No, we're told in terms of electoral rules because he had that imprisonment where, where, where? for 15 months at you're the escort prison. We need to be specific, Lerato, when we talk about these things. So we don't Nobody who has got a prison record can run for political office. So say the rules of the IEC. And he has that political record by his 15 months incarceration at the political ESCOM prison. Record. No, not a political record. Criminal yes, political record. record. Criminal, Criminal record, record. yes. <laughs> I'm just asking you to clarify. So no. we're told his face can't uh, can appear on the ballot paper, but so, technically so he cannot be. He cannot be. To, yeah, let's refer to. So that. please just clarify for us. Yeah, section 42 of the constitution, by the way, is quite clear on this, and mm-hmm. will allow the lawyers to deal with it. But I think we're far from that. I don't want to talk about right now. I can tell you the following: mm-hmm. is that President Zuma is eligible to be the face of this party yes. if the people want him to be. So he can be on right the ballot now, paper. As it is, we are consulting with people to make a decision as to who do we want to be a leader. We've got an interim structure. But as it is, I mean, if people want President Zuma to be the president, then President Zuma will be the face and the president of, of, of this party. Okay, we're so, I just, so, so, so Mula, I, just need, I just need clarity. No, we're not fighting you now. I just need clarity. So no, 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 his I'm, face I'm can appear clarity. on the ballot paper. I'm That's sorry, fine. You're saying? Is, his face can appear on the ballot paper. Yes or no? But he cannot, for technical reasons that we've just described, be the actual candidate for party president. You and I are not lawyers, but I can tell you the following. Firstly, Section 35 of the Constitution says that they, you must appear before a judge and before a court. Right. President Zuma was locked up without having followed that, without the court having followed that. President Zuma, by the way, is the only citizen in the history of this country that was arrested by a constitutional court. Must be, must be aware of that. So there's a lot of legality here that we must be aware of. That's what I'm saying. You and I are not going to have a discussion about Section 42 or Section 40, 35 mm-hmm. of the Constitution. Okay. What I can tell you is, from having engaged with our lawyers, we know and we're confident that President Zuma, if need be, can stand for this, uh, for, 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 um, as, as a candidate um, come the elections in the face of this party okay. and come uh, the presidency with a two-state majority, we'll change this constitution. Okay. This constitution, by the way, let's talk about, about this constitution. No, let's talk about your manifesto because we don't have much time. So what are you offering the people of South Africa? Let me ask you a simple question. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me, let me respond to, the, to, to that first. What we are offering the people of South Africa is firstly we have to change this constitution. Okay. We want traditional leaders and the natives to get their land back first and foremost. Okay. Why? Let's respond. Let ask, you may ask why. Let's respond to that. Go to the UK. The UK has got a king or a queen that leads that country. Mm-hmm. Who's the pen, penultimate person that's responsible for that country. When a government or the prime minister is appointed, the first thing he has to do is to engage with the king. What, and he, by the way, he also has bi-weekly meetings where he updates the king. In this country, they have totally, in a form of the apartheid government, when uh, during the what we, when we were called the USA, the United, uh, you know, w- w- with, with the with the British and and, uh, uh, and 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 the English, at that point in time, they decided to take over all our land, and dis- disregarded all the leaders and the chiefs and the kings of our land to totally undermine us, and they segregated us into various provinces. 
That is exactly what has happened here. And what we need to do is to give back the land to the natives, first and foremost. That's another reason. The other reason is because all this land has got all the mineral resources. That's why we're never seeing any beneficiation of our mineral resources because it's controlled. It's not controlled by the leaders and the uh, traditional leaders. It is controlled by white monopoly capital. That's why we need to bring back the land. Okay, let me me interject because we don't have much time. Let me me interject. Let me interject. We don't have much time. So we're sitting with a 32-33% unemployment rate official, but uh, trade unions will tell you we're closer to 45%. So either way, we've got a serious uh, unemployment crisis in the country. The majority of those unemployed are young people. We've seen it. Graduates, doctors coming out of universities can't be absorbed into the system. Young people coming out of matric uh, can't find a placement into TVET colleges, universities, not sure if they can work. So that's the first thing. We've got a serious crime problem. We see the statistics every single uh, quarter. Uh, 27,000 murders in South Africa. It's like a war zone. We've got an energy crisis. We've referred to it. We've got a logistics crisis. We've referred to it. It hamstrings the economy. Um, and we've got many issues really that create constraints. So for people who are looking for jobs, for women who want to feel secure walking down the street, for investors who are not sure should they bring their money to South Africa or not, what is the response of the MK party? What is your transformative strategy for this country? Lorato, you cannot have a, a vibrant economy without electricity. You cannot. So the first, what we need to start by doing, first and foremost, we need to fix the issue of blackouts. Because that's exactly what we should call it, blackouts. Mm-hmm. What blackouts are doing is they are creating deindustrialization. You cannot have a 24-hour economy without electricity. You can, and by the way, also by virtue of that, we need to also ensure that you know, when you have electricity back in, 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 in our grid, that we create platform and opportunities for smaller businesses. Because small businesses, by the way, are the what is the momentum for any economy, for job creation. Mm-hmm. Okay? We need to bring back black economic empowerment, which was scrapped by the Syrian Maposa government. We need to bring back black economic empowerment. Secondly, what we are saying is that the youth, in terms of uh, you know, ed- graduated or graduates in this case, they need to be brought into state-owned entities for internship programs. Mm-hmm. Okay? After, especially when we talk about the male uh, student that leaves matric, having gone after matric for conscription, for defense, because, you know, there's so much lawlessness and there is so much uh, crime that is happening in our country. Kids are taking drugs. People are, these young kids are, 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 you know, have become alcoholics. So we're saying that we need a, national, a disciplined, patriotic South Africa. So they'll go for conscription before they even go uh, into varsity. And uh, we'll then absorb them in our state-owned entities okay. that now people are trying to sell. Right. That's the first thing. So it starts with the nucleus and the nervous system of this country being, a, being a electricity. We need to solve electricity. That is first and foremost. Okay. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, but I will read you a comment that's coming up online. And it says, this party sounds just like a Cyril Ramaphosa hate group and nothing else. If for whatever reason... Uh, a truce was brokered and President Zuma and Ramaphosa made up, would it disband the MK party? Because it feels as if the only reason MK exists is a feud between two strongmen in the ANC. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, maybe the per- you know, that, that, that's a problem. Probably that person has got a generator and a medical aid and in a very cush 
suburb without any potholes. That is the difference between the people on the ground and him. Okay. We're talking about the ANC that is, that is totally dis- abort- aborted the ideologies and has not even implemented its own policies. We're talking about that government. This has got nothing to do with President Zuma and so. By the way, let me just say something that's very important. President Zuma was in retirement. It's, it's civil society, traditional leaders, tradi- uh, religious leaders that went to President Zuma over three, four years. For the past three, four years, he's been consulted. They came to him and consulted with him. He doesn't care about Zuma He doesn't care about Zuma Posa. Zuma means nothing to him. He doesn't even recognize Zuma Posa. By the way, let me make wow. that very clear. And, so, and yet so, he's a disciplined member of the ANC. He's a disciplined Thank member you. of the ANC because he did nothing throughout that process. Okay. He tried to engage. He tried, did nothing to steal. He mm-hmm. tried to engage leaders of the ANC to say, let's correct the following. But they never gave him a platform whatsoever. Okay. It's scary the things that have happened, by the way, in, in the past four years when you tried to engage them. Okay. But let me say the following. President Zuma was consulted uh, and he was approached in his retirement by civil society, mm. by traditional leaders and various other even business people. And right. said, President Zuma, we cannot have this country to continue in this following way. Okay. We need change and therefore can you please support us by forming a party? Can we form a party that you can please campaign for us? Okay. To change the status quo. And that's exactly what's happening here. Okay. President Zuma is campaigning for a party that leads change. Ntlamulondlela, Mkonto Wesizwe party spokesperson. Behind the party line, you know, we let them do the talking, you'll do the choosing. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.